This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Crop scouting begins. ProFarmer is making its way in its annual crop scouting venture across the central Midwest, evaluating crops this week. They will be sweating as temperatures rise from what has been an August period of pleasant conditions to now sweltering. My expectations are that they will find extremely variable corn yields, while the soybean pod counts a bit short. The forecast suggests this heat wave will be severe enough to add some stress degree days in the last 10 days, but September may be warmer than normal too. That would not be a good end of the season for crops still in drought. A crop scouting group evaluated our farms on August 15th. The first exclamation heard from them when entering the fields was, Hey, it's muddy! This is not usually the case here in northwest Iowa in mid-August. More often there are dry cracks in the ground. There was no sign of any stress from lack of moisture. We had received an inch of rain every week on average since May on our farms. It did not rain for a couple of weeks, but then we got three and a half inches. We have been the unusual garden spot. We went into this crop year with decent subsoil moisture, and we still have some. Our Royal Branch Manager, Eric Ralph, ventured into Missouri, Nebraska, and Kansas this past weekend and found a number of poor crops that lack of rain and heat will further damage. He said that second crops behind failed wheat were also disappointing. I watched a crop scout in Illinois on YouTube showing leaves eaten up, scab, disease, and insect issues. Besides the good moisture conditions, by contrast, I've never seen healthier crops at home. Our corn leaves were blemishless, exuding plant health. We applied fungicide by ground application for better coverage. The result should be the best finish and fill that these hot temps will allow us. Someone forwarded me a picture of ears with 50% tip back. They found one of those in my field too, but it was a second ear. I've never seen conditions like these up until mid-August on our farms before in 50 years of farming, so we'll see this fall if yields correspond. Our conditions should drag out maturity, which is a good thing that our soybeans are behind. Heat and drought areas will by contrast push maturity along, producing some loss in yield with that. We're currently forecast to get four days in the high 90s this week with only three nights where the temperatures do not drop back into the 60s for overnight lows. There are still pockets throughout the corn belt that are dry that heat will further limit yield potential. 42% of corn and 38% of soybeans are still considered to be experiencing drought. One major area of drought being eastern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and parts of eastern Iowa got some needed rain before the heat wave. These drought pockets should continue to fill in this fall, but need rain now to matter to the finish. Little to no precepts in the forecast. Conditions in the eastern Corn Belt much improved in early August, with crop scouts spouting optimism for Illinois again. While corn in Missouri cannot be helped, they do express optimism for soybeans. Pro Farmer doesn't venture into Missouri. I think that U.S. corn and soybean crops were at their worst when the crop survey for the August USDA report was gathered and that conditions and yield prospects subsequently improved thereafter the first half of August. While pro-farmer may find lower pod counts, stressing soybeans and then giving them a big drink in August typically results in solid yields. Some are seeing an increase in yield coming in the September report, but that improvement may get trimmed back again by this hot, dry end of August. There are varied opinions, with some thinking that genetics protected yields in June and July 
but there are cases of fewer rows in tipback that suggest not. It will take the combines to truly discover what yield is out there. After clinging out the stops under 41 technical support in December corn last week, the trade did not want to be short with heat coming in as Pro Farmer made its trek across seven states. We believe that there was a climax in various sentiment and bullish psychology broke along with that support last week. The tour samples the same route every year for consistency, but the Corn Belt has migrated beyond those seven states, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, Nebraska, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Non-surveyed states have the weakest yields. We would expect flat condition ratings before the heat arrived today. Most are still talking about how low that corn prices will go for a harvest low. Bears see the corn balance sheet worsening so that any sale above $5 is a good one. I'm still an optimist, knowing the chart gap in December corn near 525 is a target. A chart gap in November soybeans was filled at 1379, but I have higher hopes for them. I still think 1450 can be challenged. The seasonal in soybeans is up into September. I want to give that a chance before new sales. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.